Yes, we have the power when we're born again, but we're developing that power through all of these gifts. We're learning how to apply it. Yes. In our life. Yes. Welcome to today's teaching on Today Forward. As we understand all that God has provided for us, we can learn how to put our past behind us and move today forward. And now here's Mitch and Terry. It's exciting to share the Word of God, to increase our understanding. That's why we have the Word of God, Terry. Amen. It's so we can increase our understanding of what we now have in Christ. We have the spiritual gifts that live within us. We have the fruit of the Spirit living within us. All those are to glorify God. All those are to set us free. That born-again experience started on this awesome road of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all the fruit that's in us. It's amazing what we have. And we're just delving into it right now. We're trying to get this revealed to ourselves so that we can reveal it to others. Isn't that awesome? Isn't this just a blessing to be able to do this? That's exactly what I was saying. It's a blessing to be able to speak forth the things of God. To get a better revelation of these gifts, we're getting revelation knowledge. And hopefully, as the people listen to this, they'll get a better grasp and a deeper understanding. And we go from faith to faith and building ourselves up on our most holy faith. Jude 20 says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. (laughs) We don't want people to be afraid of this. That's right. Speaking in tongues and interpretations of tongues. We wanted to just present this and let the Holy Spirit reveal it to them. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 was saying, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And this is what we're talking about. We're wanting to speak forth the things of God. We're wanting to open the eyes of their understanding. That prayer that Paul prayed in in Ephesians chapter 1. Just, he was just praying that the eyes of their understanding would be open to all the things that God has for them. Praise God. And this is what is contained in verse 8 through 10. And I'm just going to read verses 8 through 10. Like you said, Terry, the Holy Spirit wants our eyes to be open to what we now have living within us, the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 8, For to one is given word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. And this is the topic we're talking about today, the different types of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Can I just read some short definitions of these three types of tongues? Sure. It really helped me. The first one, a tongue, it's an unknown tongue unto God. Speaking in a language, an unknown tongue unto God. Second one is a known tongue that is assigned to unbelievers. And a third tongue, a tongue that is understood through interpretation and edifies the church. Everything edifies the body of Christ. We have to keep this in mind. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of God fell on 120 and they began to speak in tongues. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they spoke forth the things of God to individuals in their language because there was like 
I don't know, 16 different languages they spoke at that time to different groups. And so the Holy Spirit manifested himself in their known language for that particular group. So the tongues, there are different types of tongues. This is what you were talking about. Some in an unknown language, some in a known language. And then we have this prayer language between you and God. 1 Corinthians 14, it really bears this out. 1 Corinthians 14, starting with the first verse. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. We're to be seeking spiritual gifts. We're to have a desire for spiritual gifts. And you know, Terry, I was often wondering why we are to have this desire. And it wasn't until the Lord was revealing to me, He said, I'm wanting to have this relationship with you as well as equip you to fight the devil, to give you power and authority. And it also glorifies me. When someone gets healed, I'm being glorified. I'm proving that I have power and authority over this world. You have to have faith and believe in this. This power of the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh. It started with the 120. I'm backing up here a little bit to that other scripture. People will say, well, it was just for those few. It was poured out on all flesh. It was prophesied by Joel. So it's for us today. Acts 2:16 says, and this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. 17 goes on to say, and it says, and it shall be in the last days. God says that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit. And again, they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below. The Holy Spirit is now here on the earth. It hasn't gone anywhere. So let's think about this, Terry. The Holy Spirit's still here. He's poured out on the earth right now. Has he changed? No. What's changed? It's man's thinking, isn't it? That's exactly right. Man's thinking. The reason we cannot understand the gifts of the Spirit especially tongues or interpretation of tongues, is because we think in the flesh. Exactly. We're quenching the Holy Spirit of God because we are not understanding, because we can't see it, we can't feel it, we can't taste it, we can't touch it. Because they're spiritual, and spiritual simply means they're invisible. This invisible power lives within us to function for the body of Christ. You know, Mitch, this is available to everyone as soon as they believe. It's available at all times. It's been poured out on all flesh. All you need to do is believe to be born again. That is very true. Once we're born again, our spirit's been renewed. Now it's a building block of understanding, having this new conscious awareness of God working in our life and stepping out of the flesh and trying to operate in the spiritual realm by being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Even though these gifts of the Spirit, I physically I do not understand them. But spiritually, I do. Spiritually, I accept what I'm reading without doubting. You're accepting the invisible power. The invisible power. That's correct. That's an oxymoron. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's why I'm shaking my head over here. Those words don't go together, but that's why we're asked to believe. Mm -hmm. Believe in this invisible power. What comes to mind 
It's John chapter 16, starting with about the 8th verse. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. Verse 9, of sin because they do not believe in me. When we were born again, the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal the spiritual gifts that you now have within you. The spiritual blessings that we read about in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. The spiritual blessings. We've been blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ Jesus our Lord. The Holy Spirit's trying to reveal to us what we now have living inside each and every believer. Let me read that portion of Scripture, John 16, 8, Go ahead. in the Amplified. And when He comes, that's the Holy Spirit, He will convict and convince the world. The Lord wants everyone to come to Him. He knows that some won't, but that doesn't change His heart. He wants everyone to come to Him, the world. The Holy Spirit will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness. Uprighteousness of heart and right standing with God and about judgment. It's all those things you were saying. God himself has poured out his spirit on all flesh. That's why he's given us these gifts, these tongues to edify the body, to edify ourselves, to build ourselves up. And we pray in our own prayer language, we're praying one-on-one to God. And when we're speaking a word in a body of believers, it's to build up the body. It's all about God wanting relationship with us as individuals. And as individuals, we are all part of the body of Christ. He wants it for us more than we want it for ourselves. Can I say that? You said it very well. You have hit the heart of all this, Terry. He wants relationship. He wants a relationship beyond measure. This is why we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For this personal prayer language, that we have this relationship with the Father, believing that the Spirit of God speaks through me. The Spirit of God speaks forth the things that I don't even understand unless I ask Him for the interpretation. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 14. I encourage every believer to read 1 Corinthians 14 with an open heart and an open mind. It's a prayer language from God that can't be penetrated by Satan and is to build an individual up and it's to build the body of Christ up, just what you were saying, Terry. And it's to purge out unbelief. Our biggest sin, and I want the listeners to listen to this, the biggest sin is unbelief. If we were believing what we were reading, sin would be purged out of our life. The Holy Spirit wants you to learn to trust in Him, rely upon Him, and believe the gifts that He provided for you. And one of those gifts is the prayer language we receive, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read a little scripture here. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And prophesying is simply speaking forth the things of God. Now what Paul is going to try to emphasize here is what you read earlier. I want you to prophesy. He is going to be talking about two different ways of doing this, and it's in a known language. The unknown language is the prayer language we've been talking about. 
For he who speaks in the tongues does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That's a known language. Verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. And that's not a bad thing. That's to build you up. When you speak in a prayer language, it's to build you up. God wants you to be built up. He wants you to have this sin of unbelief purged out of you. He wants the nature of God to flow out of you. Yes. When that's flowing out of you, well, sin's just a non-issue. It is. It's a non-issue with God now because Jesus paid the price for all the sin of the world. And now he has provided us with the gifts of the Spirit, and one of those is tongues. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more than you prophesy. For he who prophesy is greater than he who speaks with tongues. So he's wanting you to convey that prophesying is simply speaking forth the things of God, the revelation you've received from God, speak in a known language, but... Unless, indeed, he interprets that the church may receive edification. If you pray in a prayer language, there has to be someone to interpret or you interpret in the church. It must be to build up the body of Christ. You put the test to it. Same verse in the Amplified. Verse 5. Now I wish that you might all speak in unknown tongues, but more especially I want you to prophesy, to be inspired to preach and interpret the divine will and purpose. He who prophesies, who is inspired to preach and teach, is greater, more useful, and more important than he who speaks in unknown languages, unless he should interpret what he says so that the church may be edified and receive good from it. The whole thing about prophesying, speaking in an unknown language, is to build the church up. The other unknown language is to build yourself up. All of it has to do with edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's why we're all part of the body. Let's go back to the body a little bit. The toe, if the toe hurts, the whole body hurts. So you got to edify yourself, and in that, it edifies the body. And everything is done in order. Just because I may receive something from the, from the Lord and I'm praying to myself in my prayer language, that doesn't necessarily mean that I blurted out in a prayer language in an unknown tongue to the congregation because it wouldn't benefit them at this point in time. There is an order to everything. You have to be mature in understanding when to speak and when not to speak because if you're wanting to just do it, you're wanting to draw attention. So your flesh is interfered here a little bit. So you've quenched the spirit. We do not want to quench the Spirit. You want to have discipline. You want to have self-control. The problem is, people have misused the speaking in tongues, so therefore we do not want to have anything to do with it, and we discount it. And I just want to balance this, what you just said, just a little bit. We're all human, operating in the flesh realm. But if you believe you've heard from God, and you speak it forth, uh, maybe the leader or somebody comes to you and say, hey, you were kind of off there. You accept that, and then you mature in that. 
That's a correction. You didn't do it quite right. You missed it a little bit. But don't let that stop you. It boils down to learning to hear from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Training your mind on the things of God. This is why we study the Word. This is why we're instructed to pray without ceasing. We're to do all those things. And I've done this. I believe I'm hearing from God. And I'm going, is that you, Holy Spirit? (laughs) I'm asking Him. We don't do it perfectly, but we have to be willing. As the Spirit wants to flow through you, it's just a matter of faith and believing and operating in what the Word of God is telling us. Everything is a building block once you're born again. If you do not have understanding of this, how can it operate in your life? And what comes to mind is Acts chapter 19, when Paul was at Ephesus. Shall we turn to that and just yeah, read Yeah, we that? better get over there. And what I'm pointing out is ignorance. Yes. They what, were ignorant. That's what Paul kept talking about. I don't want you to be ignorant. Starting with the first verse. And it happened while Paulus was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. So Paul's having a discussion with some disciples, and this is what transpires. He says to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So they're ignorant, aren't they? And understanding about that there's a Holy Spirit to be received. You bet. Isn't that the body of Christ today? Ignorant of how the Holy Spirit works in our life. But the Holy Spirit's wanting us to have a knowledge. And Paul demonstrates this in verse 3. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. So now they're no longer ignorant. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They're just giving us kind of a little brief account here, but you have to imagine that there's a conversation going on between Paul and the disciples, that they're asking questions. And so he's, at, he's answering those questions, and this is the result. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. <laughs> and it demonstrates ignorance yes. is what restricts the Holy Spirit working in your life. Ignorance of under, not understanding the gifts of the Spirit, understanding the different types of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. This ignorance is what affects us. That's right. We just have to be aware. I mean, if we're not going to operate in the gifts, well, why don't we just tear chapter 12 out of the book? It's written in Scripture. Believe that it's a tool for you to increase your relationship with your Father. And build up the body of Christ. Yes. There's several ways we do this. I'm back over here in 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Well, that's what I was guessing. Because <laughs> that's where I was headed. <laughs> Even so you, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, let it be for edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So if someone's speaking in an unknown, their prayer language or an unknown language, you pray that you can interpret 
And then the listeners also pray that they can interpret. Verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. He just told us how this operated. When we were born again, we received the Holy Spirit of God that renewed our spirit. Now the spirit, when it wants to, gives you this unction to where you desire to speak forth, you begin to pray in this prayer language. It's the Spirit of God. If we can get this in our mind, it is the Spirit of God speaking forth the things. Our vocal cords are simply an avenue for it to function. When the Holy Spirit is speaking forth like this, He's wanting to talk to an individual or to the body of Christ to give them a message. And unless you're willing to use your vocal cords, it's going to stay inside of you. Precisely. A lot of it is people doubt that I'm hearing from God, that he wants me to speak something. That's that unbelief. (laughs) It's lacking boldness, isn't it? Yes. And confidence and trust. That's a growing process. There's no condemnation here. It's a growing process. Because I can remember, I would hear from God and doubt it saying, no, I'm not hearing from God. So in a known language, my English language, a lot of times I would not speak forth the things of God even. And in my prayer language, it took a long time in the prayer language to believe that I was hearing from God and would interpret it in my mind to even speak forth things of God because I lacked boldness. And then the Holy Spirit kept going back to John chapter 16, verse 9. I'm here to purge out unbelief. You trust in me. You say you love me. You abide in me. You trust in me. And you just speak forth when I tell you to. And this is all we're trying to convey. When he wants me to speak forth in my private prayer language to God one-on-one by myself, it's to build me up. He wants to build me up. In my faith. Because I think about this. I think about this is God speaking through me. Now that should build you up. It sure should. It's this tool that he's given us to use. I mean, we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. But we want to grow in relationship with him. The power of God is in us as we read the word and develop We're reading the instruction manual, so to speak. Understanding the power. Yes, we have the power when we're born again, but we're developing that power through all of these gifts. We're learning how to apply it. Yes. In our life. Yes. And what we're trying to instruct people on is you receive revelation from God, whether you know it or not. You hear from God. Sheep hear my voice. Now, are you listening? You hear from God, and He's wanting to convey things to you. He's wanting to reveal Himself to you. He's wanting to build you up in your most holy faith. He's wanting to purge out unbelief in your life so you'll trust in Him and rely upon Him. And there's no better way than when you're praying in the Spirit. We simply want to build the body of Christ up. We want to speak forth the things of God. Verse 14 again, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. 
What is the conclusion then? Verse 15, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will pray for understanding. New American Standard says it this way, verse 15, What is the outcome then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the mind also. Hallelujah. It's the understanding. See, God's always wanting to reveal himself to us. He wants us to bring, it, to bring us along in, in greater knowledge and revelation. And this whole chapter here, I encourage people to read this and over and over and over until they get a better understanding of what this is all saying. It's the power of God. It is the power of God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 32, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Verse 39, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Just let all things be done decently and in order. So therefore, when you truly study this, you do a self-examination of this, you see that the Holy Spirit wants us to be equipped with the understanding that the Father wants to communicate through us and to others for the edification, exhortation, and comfort of the body of Christ. God does not want us to be ignorant, brethren. He wants us to have a knowledge and a revelation of what we now have that lives within us.